What's up, y'all? Thank you for tuning in once again to the Unofficial Therapy Podcast. I am Chris Kane, and I'm happy to say it's my birthday again, which is, I know I don't sound super excited, it's kind of late, but I am, and I wanted to celebrate this moment with you guys. When you hear this, it'll be a couple days late, but when it happened, it was pretty cool. <laughs> and every time I have a birthday, I, I've told you guys this before, I go back and I look at the video I previously recorded the year before, which was a recap of the year I just had. And so I see what things I wanted to achieve, how ambitious I was, what ridiculous hair or beard style I had going on at the time. I think my one from 2014, I, I'm pretty sure I had a Jerry curl. Like, if I, if I look at it again, <laughs> like, my hair, was, my hair was looking real juicy for no reason at all. And I was like, I let myself walk around like that. And then, like, in 2015, I had, like, a goatee or something. I felt like I was training day Denzel. But aside from the hairstyles and just awful choices, hearing what you projected for the year and then hearing what you were struggling with the year before, a year removed. Because once I make the videos, I don't look at them until the birthday. So I'll start there, and then we'll get into what I actually did this year. So for last year's birthday, I had just had a show in Miami. And I had done a coast-to-coast birthday show, which is fairly ambitious at the time. Literally, I had a show in Miami on the 12th, so the day before my birthday. And then the next week, I was had a show in L.A. And so the goal was to do them like consecutive days, but just the flight schedules and all that just really didn't work out. So I was in the midst of a coast-to-coast birthday run, which at the time was crazy ambitious. The L.A. show, I think, ended up going better just because people were more settled in L.A. But the Miami show was cool. Just the idea to like even do it was kind of dope. And at the time, I was talking about how ambitious the year was going to be. It's like, man, I'm going to shoot a special this year. Probably like around June, if I'm lucky, another one in December. Like I had all of those aspirations. Um, on the woman front, and I'm obviously not going to name any names, I was falling out of favor with a woman I was talking to. And it was like, yeah, I guess I guess we're not going to be friends or cool anymore. And that ended up not being the case at all. We're, we're cool. We talked a couple of days ago. <laughs> but at the time, I thought, this is over. We're never going to talk again. And to know that literally a month later, we started our quarantine in L.A. is crazy. Because everything else that I had aspirations to do, for the most part, kind of went under. Some goals were hit. I set a goal to, it was a tentative goal, actually, like on the audio. It was, I want to be debt-free, but it might be kind of hard. You know, it's like one of those kind of things. I did write it down, which is what you should do for your goals. Write them down in your handwriting and post it wherever you can see it, just so it's constantly in your subconscious kind of going off. And I set the intention, and... I did that goal, which was cool. I did not shoot either special, obviously. So that one was not met. But it was just it's just always good to reflect on it. Because I think I said something like, oh, I want to have shows all year. And obviously we shut some shows down from like March until like July. But from August on, we've had shows every month. So in some way, yeah, that goal kind of stayed true.
if I never would have in my whole life thought it would be a run of virtual shows, but such is life, right? You just kind of go with the flow. So that was the cool part from last year's audio. Obviously, I can't tell you guys what this audio was about. You'll get this next year. <laughs> but So that was cool. Also, just thinking about what I was able to do. Because like, last year, I again, I flew back and forth. No quarantining, obviously. Oh, jeez. No quarantining, obviously. And... Um, just saw friends and family just it was such a a freedom to it and for this year I contemplated doing a flight and just thought ultimately what's the point in flying if it's going to be awkward to get there I'm there and some people are locked down some cities have mandates some don't it was just like it's just meh (laughs) so as a result I was very low-key this birthday like I spent most of my energy doing the virtual show on Friday and on the actual day of my birthday, it didn't even really feel like a birthday. And I guess that may come across as kind of sad. It wasn't meant to be. It was more, although I did have a fat breakfast, I made uh, pancakes with strawberry syrup. And I kind of got on my back a little bit on breakfast. But aside from that, I just, you know, I had clients. I ran some errands. I made some new goals. And I just kind of went through the day. It didn't really feel like anything outrageous and people were I got a lot of love from people very blessed very thankful with the outreach from people you know friends I hadn't talked to in a minute hit me on the book you know some hit me on the gram I got like four or five phone calls from people who you know don't usually talk on the phone with a lot of people so it's always good to have someone like hear their voice like happy birthday and I was like thank you Um, (laughs) so like that was that part is cool, and what I what I said in my stand up set on Friday, and what I kind of got to was every time you have, a, you have a birthday, it really starts putting things in perspective for you, or at least for me, I can't really speak to it's anyone else. You start wondering, like, could you go harder? Could you go further? You know, are you making the most of your time? It's really a good way to think about it. I think 2020 was well spent on my behalf. The world, less. But on my behalf, I feel like I did a, I did a lot in that year. Does that mean I couldn't do more? I, I'm sure I could have. I'm sure I could have planned time better. There was a couple months before we started doing virtual shows where I was like everybody else. And scrambling, trying to pay bills. Um, trying to figure out what the election was going to be about. and Anxiety there, making sure my family was safe. Because I have a lot of family all kind of in the same place, and they don't necessarily abide by rules. Because <laughs> they just got to do what they want to do. And so there was some anxiety attached to all that stuff. And also just myself. I'm like, California is a big place. A lot of people here. A lot of people who kind of live their own life. I make enough money, I do what I want. You know, those kind of people. So during those months, it's probably three, if I'm being honest. I probably wasn't super productive. I think I was getting by okay. Bills were paid. You know, we did a couple of these pods. I think I even missed like a four to six week window of podcasts. And so when you look back on the year, you think, you know, a quarter of the year, I didn't do as much as I could have. And that sounds scary. (laughs) 
Like at the time, I was like, man, I'm just trying to survive, fam, you know, trying to get by. And now you look back, like, dude, you just had three months where you could have done anything. And then it really puts an onus on, like, not wasting time. You can have a bad day. You can have a bad couple of days. You shouldn't have a bad three months. That's an oversight. That was maybe being too attached to the moment. And in the, ne- in the negative way, I very much believe in living in a moment. Sometimes experiences are so important into your development and all that, that you just have to be in the moment and absorb it. And then take lessons from it going forward. In that case, I was like the world. I let the anxiety get to me. And I'm not a particularly anxious person. But at the time, I think I was. And as a result, a lot of time got wasted. So looking at the calendar this year and looking at goals, I had to revise some goals that I thought maybe weren't as ambitious as they could have been because maybe I was still thinking in the mindset of we're still recovering as a nation, as a people. We're still recovering. We're still kind of getting back to it. So the idea of having some lofty goal seems to fly in the face of that. But again, that's scarcity thinking. That's limited thinking, which I don't condone. Yet I sometimes do because I could be a hypocrite, <laughs> like everybody. So that was what I spent my birthday doing. Even tightening up on certain little habits. Like the one thing I did do for a certain period of time over the quarantine was write daily. And some of the writing was awesome. Some, no one's ever going to see. I threw that over the balcony and hit it with a baseball bat <laughs> like that. Uh, some of those scripts were, all, were horrible. But it was an act of writing that was consistent. And it was an hour at one point a day, which is, I mean, if you're home all day, not a lot of time. If you're scrambling and moving around a lot, it could be a lot. But during the time when I was writing for an hour a day, there were there were days where I would write like five or six pages. And I felt like, yo, this is how writers write. And you feel kind of inspired by your own work ethic. Not saying this is going to make it a TV or movie, but... Just, this is the process. I put my noise-canceling headphones on and just go. Just get in the lab, you know? And then, you know, it became like 30 minutes, and then I finished a couple little projects, and then I just stopped. Just stopped. Not that I didn't have the time. Just didn't have the inclination. Just stopped doing it. And that was a... That was something to look back on because I was like, man, I remember writing daily and taking inspiration from little events that happened during the day. Even conversations I would have with people, maybe find a way to implant that into the storyline. Some, not argument, but like some debate with a woman and then I have like a male-woman dynamic in a script. Like, hmm, I wonder if I can remix this a little bit. Instead of sushi, you know, something a little more traditional. (laughs) I always have sushi in my jokes with men and women. It just, it just works. So it was like those kind of things. And so when I sat down this year on my birthday, it was like, okay, cool. What do I need to get back to? I need to get back to journaling. And the journaling is mostly like a gratitude list. But I bought a, like a specific planner for it. I wrote journal on it in very nice little penmanship, you know, whatever. I'm not bragging. A little bit brag. (laughs) 
And I put it next to, it's on top of my nightstand, which is right next to my bed. It's literally, when I roll out of bed, it's, if you just look to your left, it's right there. First thing you should see. Just was avoiding it. And for no reason, I'm very grateful. That's, a, that's, the, that's actually the weird thing. It's like, I'm, I feel like there's so much to be grateful for. I feel blessed daily. When people ask me how I'm doing, I'm like, dude, I really feel fortunate. But for some reason, I wasn't writing it down. It literally takes five minutes. And it's right there. The pen is literally, <laughs> the pen is sitting on top of the journal. <laughs> so it's not even a, ah, oh, man, I gotta go find a pen. No, you don't. The pen is sitting on top of it. Just waiting. It's like, hey, man, talk about your Damien. And I'm just like, ah, nah, I should, but I'm going to go make breakfast instead. <laughs> just don't do it. And I just let it, like, they do, do better. Just hold yourself accountable on that front. The way I hold myself accountable on reading, which I have done daily through all last year and now. Okay, cool. Reading daily is a good habit. What can you build from that? What can you do from that? You know, I wrote on my, I don't know what you call it. It's like a cork board. So, I guess a vision board is probably the best way to say it. It's a cork board. So, I put up there to meditate a couple times a week. I haven't done it. I'll be honest. I have like like little moments of meditation, but they're usually some car alarm or a dog barking or something. I get knocked out of meditation very easily. I don't get locked in like I know you're supposed to be where you just like the whole world is not moving around you. You're just kinda in a moment. I'm I'm like it's quiet and then like I'll hear a gunshot or something and I'm just like, who got shot? <laughs> the meditation's completely done at that point. Cause now my brain is like playing out some now fictional story I'm writing on the fly about how someone got shot. And it's like, you know, what was he doing? Like, was it justified? Was it just a homicide? Was it a accident? And then that, once you get into that writing bag, it just doesn't really stop itself. It just goes until it goes. And so I haven't been consistent about that. Journaling, meditating. Two, again, not difficult things. Things I wrote down, things I set up ways to do. You know, my room is not isolated, but it's it's quiet enough. I have noise-canceling headphones. I have, you know, the dark shutter window protector thing so I can, like, make my room as dark as I want to. Got a Himalayan candle if I just want to set the vibe a little bit. Essential oils, like, they, this is it's all set up to just be in your head for five to ten minutes. It is. And just wasn't doing it. Just wasn't keeping myself accountable. Wasn't staying on schedule. And was really just being pulled around by a lot of just random stuff. So when I sat down on the birthday and we started writing these goals and these daily endeavors and habits out, it was what little daily things can you do to just add in? And then you have to actually obviously put it in your calendar. I can't just say, I got to meditate today because it won't get done. You'll just... You'll set a time. Oh, yeah, maybe I'll do it after I get home from work. You get home from work and you check your emails. Then you get on the phone. Then maybe you get online. 
Or maybe something else happens. Maybe, like, you come home and you have a bill waiting for you. Like, um, whose bill is this? <laughs> it's like, I didn't pay for this. A bill is just waiting for you. Like, hey, man. I got one of those bills a couple of days ago. I was like, um, what? what is this? Like, the bill just was, was just there. It's like, don't forget, this is your yearly, I don't know, credit card thing. Like, one of my credit cards has a yearly charge. It just does. And I've had this car for, like, three or four years. So I think when I got it, my credit wasn't good. And so that's one of the conditions for getting a low-level credit card is, oh, we'll give you a card, but you're going to have a, a BS limit, and we're definitely going to charge you yearly to just hold the card, which if, when you think about it, it's kind of ridiculous. If the card was unlimited, like in terms of its um, limits and all that stuff, unlimited in its limits, that's a ridiculous statement. <laughs> if the card was unlimited, then I guess that makes sense because you can charge like a car on it and then, you know, there's got to be some payment for that level of freedom, I guess. But you have a number, it's like, oh yeah, this is a $500 credit card and you have to pay $100 a year to keep it. It's like, that doesn't make any sense. But, you know, I got the card, whatever. And so all of a sudden I was just like, got a little, I got a little email actually. I was like, hey, just so you know, we're going to be charging that $100 a year for the card. I was like, who? What? The? And then that threw me off because I was just thinking where I was four years ago when I got the card. At the time, I was actually elated to have a card because I wasn't even able to get a credit card. They were just giving me the 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 Heisman. <laughs> it's like, hey man, I'm making more money. It's like, yeah, we're not. We don't trust you with a credit card. Then they finally did trust me, but then they, you know, they hit you with the APRs and they hit you with the yearly charges and upfront fees, all the stuff they do to move money around that doesn't actually exist. So it was that thought of, oh man, this credit card just snuck up on, and it's not like they had the money to pay for it. That wasn't the issue. It was, but that was money that. $100 can go to a lot of different things. I have a couple different savings accounts. I have a couple different ambitious things like shooting a special this year, which to tie that back into our earlier conversation, now that things are starting to open back up, those two aspirations from last year of shooting a special and doing all And I said June and December last year. It'll most likely be one unless I really find some material that I get super excited about and think, oh, man, I'm going like to really go in. More likely than not, it'll be one special this year. And so, <clears throat> that is, is a real goal. Now, because like Florida is open and Texas is open, those are, those are places to actually shoot. Florida, obviously, family, friends, whatever, all that good stuff. But $100 can be, you know, a camera rental. It could be a light it could be a videographer, you know. I don't. I know people who do that low level, but if someone's like, if I have a couple of friends shooting my special, which is what I plan on doing, I don't plan on paying some just third party company people. You know, friends who have cameras, friends who work in the industry, friends who, you know, maybe they're just looking for a little gig, and because the special is only going to be shot for like an hour, hour and a half in terms of all the footage and stuff. If I tell you. Hey, man. Hey, girl. I got $100 for 90 minutes of work. I think a majority of people I know 
would say yes to that. Even people who don't really need the money as much, they may just use that for like gas or something. But that's a good offer as opposed to a company where, you know, they're like, oh, we're start at 500 an hour, rough, 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 rough. <laughs> they do the like corporate thing. And instead of like putting money towards the special, I'm paying off a dumb credit card that I honestly don't even use. It's just on my account because it's got decent age to it at this point. And so that thought just like cascaded into what you just heard for the last minute and a half. And then all of a sudden, the idea of meditating just seems meh. And that's how fast it goes. That's that's just how fast my brain wants to give it up. So I'll let you guys know a couple of the goals. There's some things in the video, obviously, I can't tell you. But a couple of the goals is I want to buy my next car cash. That is my major ambition that's a I don't know too many friends or family who've done it I think that's a it's a bold statement let me tell you <laughs> and again this isn't some like I'm not, I'm not buying like a, a Lexus well that's not even that high brand I'm not gonna buy like an Audi it's like some 40k Audi or whatever like yo I got cash and just like drop it on the table that's it's not a mafia movie the car will probably be, you know, fifteen, twenty thousand, whatever. I'm looking at some some SUVs like the Buick Enclave and things of that nature. That's the one I just like the look of it the most, because I still think I'll be doing more private training for the next year or so, just because you can make your own schedule and the money's fairly good. And most of the people I train are pretty near me, so I can maybe work six to eight hours a day, but like make substantially more than I would working that time at the gym and my Toyota is getting bodied by the amount of equipment I have in it <laughs> it's like when I'm riding it's like I'm riding in a low rider sometimes I'm like I got so much stuff in the back but I want to give my clients good service so I have a lot of stuff so the goal is to save up enough that when my car inevitably does you know give up the ghost I can go into a dealership. My credit score is going to be well over 750, possibly even 800, depending on how things go. Because this purchase ideally won't happen until 2022. But, you know, crazier things have happened. So let's say this is June 2022. That's kind of like the the D-Day, if you will, in my brain. It's like 17 months from now. <clears throat> and just walk in there. Hey, do you, we have some good payment plans? And yeah, no, no, we're not doing that. How much is the car? Twenty. All right, I'm gonna put fifteen on the table. And I'm walking out. What's the credit score looking like? Eight hundred two. Cool. You see the score. You see the cash. <laughs> I just like saying cash. I got cash. You see the money. I'm not doing. I'm not going through through banks. I'm not leasing. I'm not having monthly payments. I'm just not doing it. I think I've I think I've gotten to that point in my brain. I know a lot of people with nice cars and you know, sexy computers and suits and a lot of stuff and they're financing everything, which means they don't own it. And if your income drops off like twenty twenty does and you're in the middle of financing, what are you gonna do? 
Because as much as you can say, yo, man, the world shut down, uh, the, the Audi company is like, hey, that's cool, fam, but we still have bills. And you still have the car. So we can roll that payment to the back for a month or two. But you will have to pay us at some point. You just There's just no way around that. And they have you by the nose because you need the car. If you're financing, you know, your laptop, you need that for work probably. If you're leasing your phone, you need your phone for everything. And the idea that you just don't own any of it because you're still paying on it. Hey, I'm sure there's... It's like the house thing, like you're renting an apartment or buying a house, whatever. Because that expense is so absorbent that I get why you would rent a place until you could actually like really put equity into something. But cars are depreciating assets. So to be paying three fifty, four hundred a month for a car, it just I don't I'm not I'm not I'm not at that place anymore. So it's a very bold thing. I don't know anyone in my immediate family who's ever done it but that is my goal that's the dream I have I show up at a dealership wearing regular you know young black do clothes <laughs> whatever those are you know wearing fubu and they look at me like alright he might be a mark we don't know how much he knows about cars and you know he's got some J's on so we may be able to sell him some bells and whistles and all that kind of stuff and they just go into their whole pitch about you know we can most people can, you know, finance three, five-year leases, you know, and they just get into that whole bag. And I just let them talk. I let them get, they get that, I let them get it off. And then when they're all done, I'm like, yeah, we're not doing that. So go talk to your man's in the back. I know, I know you got the accountant back here hitting his giant, just just pushing numbers. All, yeah, we're not doing that. Here's the number. Take it or leave it. It's plenty of, usually, the beauty of car dealerships, they're usually, like, a lot on the same strip i don't know why they just i mean i guess maybe it's a competition thing they just build across from each other so listen if you don't want it that's cool i got all day i gave my whole day to get in a car and i started at 7 a 8 a.m and i would do this until nighttime if i don't have it i'll uber to the house and we'll do it again tomorrow i'm not desperate i'm walking in with power my credit score is great my money is great i know what i want then what I don't want is to be indebted to you guys for three to five years to have a thing that's going to depreciate or that to give back to you after three years. That's dumb. So that's my really big goal. Shooting a special and then buying a car cash, even though the car won't probably happen until next year. But I'm putting it out there. So now I got the listeners who are behind the goal. So some of you guys have birthdays coming this year, obviously, we're only in February, so that means there's 10 months of birthdays left. But I encourage you to set some really big goals for yourself. You don't have to do the car thing. That's just my own. Because my car is literally at 225,000 miles right now. And is an absolute champion. Just got the, the brakes done on it. The guy was like, man, your car's in really good shape. I was like, I know. She's great. <laughs> She's great. No check engine lights on. AC still works. Like, it's, battery is still good. Put new tires on it like a year or so ago. It's, my car is an absolute champion. But it is over 200-some thousand miles. So I know it's going to hit. But, so that's what, that's why this is my thing. Some of you guys are in better positions to like maybe 
get a place, get a house. Maybe you're in a city or a state that allows that, or you already have a car you like that will probably last you for the next five or so years. Like, maybe it's just time to kind of push that through. But set big goals for yourself. Let's work towards them. Thank you guys for this past year of support and love on the pod. Um, one of my goals is also to hit 10,000 listens this year. I think we're around seven right now. So I only get a 10,000 listens, and that's based on you guys. Sharing, reposting, and then obviously me marketing and doing my side of it. But thank y'all for rocking with me. I had a very happy birthday. I appreciate all the love, all the support from all of you. And I will see you guys next week. Take care.